is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. So have you ever been in a situation where you walked in and you didn't really feel that welcomed? That, yeah, they let you in, and yeah, people were kind of friendly, but you realize that uh, I kind of want to get out of here. I, I know for myself, it's uh, it's kind of a silly situation, but uh, whenever I go to a, a Toronto Maple Leafs game, I, I never feel welcomed. Uh, you know why? Because uh, I'm a diehard New York Islanders fan. have been one since I've been about five years old, and of course, I bust out the jersey, wear the hat, get into it, and I walk in. I walk into Air Canada Centre, and people are just downright unfriendly, right? They're 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 saying un- unfriendly things. They're 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 not letting me in line. Like they're just downright not being very nice right and it's kind of it's kind of one of those situations and I expect it but but I'm sure there's been other moments in life where we feel unwelcomed and it's just not great uh, let me ask you have you ever felt that way in church uh, maybe you've been wanting to try and learn more about God or you've you're new to a community you step into a new church and you realize it lets you in but you don't really feel that welcome And maybe it's because of how you dress or how you look. Uh, Maybe other people kind of know you from other situations and they're kind of just even shocked that you would even be at church. Or or maybe in a place where you've kind of asked some questions or just pushed back a little bit and suddenly you felt this wall go up and you were totally not welcome. This fall, we've jumped into a new series called What's Under the Hood. And, and for us, it's, it's a series that's really looking at what is the engine? What is it that truly drives us? Now, now understand, we, we have a focus. We have a purpose. We want to lead people to Jesus because we have the hope that we're going to see lives transformed. We're going to see communities impacted for good because of what we're doing. And so we have ministries. We have, we have strategies. But, but that's not what this series is about. Because at the end of the day, when we look at what's under the hood, yes, we can have a focus. Yes, we can have hopes. Yes, we can have strategies. But what really drives us as a church is our culture. Not just simply what we do, but rather who we are. And so this is going to be a series that is going to talk more about what is it that we're striving to become. And this is a series that, if we start to look at it, starts to become a little bit reflective on our own lives as well. Because if this is what we want as a church, then for us individually, this has to become a reality. And so this week, I want to look at one of the values around how do we cultivate a culture that welcomes I get it. Every, every church talks about, we welcome you. We, we want you to be a part of what we're doing. It's on the sign. It's on the website. But have you ever felt unwelcomed in a church? Or maybe you thought, well, how does exactly does this work? Like, like can the church truly be welcoming to all? What about people who may hold different views? What about people who may live a life that, to you, seems to contradict what God desires for them? What if you support a different political party? Or what if you have different views around the environment or, or different views around social issues? Like, sure, it's a nice thing to say everybody's welcome, but is it actually a possibility? That's what I want to jump into here uh, today. And what I want to do is just turn to the person of Jesus, because Jesus ultimately for us is the one who, who leads us and guides us and directs us in everything that we do. And in looking at the example of Jesus, I believe we're going to see a third way. Because oftentimes we, we, we may fall into one of two camps, that if you hold certain beliefs, then if people hold a different belief, then they truly can't be welcomed. And so the solution is, well, we just have to agree upon everything, right? And kind of water it down. And 
neither one of those options is really satisfactory, I believe, when you look at who Jesus is. And so we're going to look at who Jesus is and just how he has a third way approach and then get practical like we do every week and say, what does this mean for us as a church? But more specifically, what does it mean for us as individuals to truly carry a posture that welcomes others? And so where we want to turn is really early in Jesus' ministry. We're going to turn to Mark chapter 2. And, and, and the background is this. It's, it's early on in Jesus' ministry. And Jesus, as he so often does, engages people right where they're at. And in this particular situation, he engages a guy by the name of Levi. Now, Levi is a tax collector, which might not mean a whole lot to us. But in Jesus' day, tax collectors were despised by the Jewish people. They, they were seen as basically sleeping with the enemy, the Romans, because they collected taxes. They, they, they ripped people off. They were downright cheats. And Jewish people, really devout Jewish people, would want nothing to do with them. Religious Jewish people would absolutely not only avoid them, but they would look down upon anyone who came in contact with them. And it's here that we pick it up. Jesus is going along and he engages with Levi, which, which would have sent shockwaves around those there. And then he actually gets engaged with them so much, he says, come and follow me. It's not like Jesus has like a little conversation with him. He's like, come and spend time with me. Well, this just gets things in motion. And, and Levi is ecstatic. I mean, he is someone who has spent most of his life being unwelcomed. He was so unwelcomed that, that even as a Jew, he would not be allowed to go into the temple because he was a tax collector. Talk about not being allowed. Talk about living a life that, sure, you might have prosperity financially, but, but community was totally lacking. And in this one day, his life was begun to be changed because Jesus seemingly was welcoming him. And so what did Levi do? That's where we're going to jump in. Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, this is what we read. It says, later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call those who call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. couple couple things to, to note is, first of all, the obvious reaction of the religious leaders. They, they can't believe that Jesus, a Jew, a rabbi, is hanging out with tax collectors. Like, like look at the language they use. They said, how can you hang out with such scum? Like, talk, talk about not being welcomed. But then there's an interesting thing that Mark, who's telling us this encounter, he identifies he says, Jesus is hanging out with disreputable sinners. And then he almost adds this little side note. And like, by the way, there were many people of this kind who became Jesus' followers. What Mark is doing for us is saying, this is not just a one-off event. That this was a part of who Jesus was. And so what, what is going on? We start to see here this, this third way that, 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 that Jesus provides for us as to if we truly want to be welcoming, we have to understand the difference between acceptance and agreement. Acceptance means I'm going to love you. 
I'm going to welcome you. I'm going to get in your corner, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you believe, even regardless of the choices you make. Agreement, on the other hand, is that category of, I agree with the choices you make. I agree with the beliefs you have. I, I, I agree with the life you live. You see, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, and oftentimes in our day, think that if we don't agree with someone, then we can't accept them. And that by our not accepting them and not welcoming them, we are actually showing to all others that we don't agree with them. On the flip side, people might think, well, if you hold certain beliefs, then, then if you don't agree with me, then you'll never accept me. But it doesn't need to be that way. That's not what Jesus did. And we see it, first of all, in putting himself in their space. He is accepting them. But in notice what he says at the very end. It doesn't mean that he agrees with what they were doing. It's not as if Jesus was like, hey, it's great to be through tax collectors. Um, I realize you're ripping off the Jewish people, but hey, don't worry about it. That's cool. God's good with that. Don't worry. No, that's not what Jesus is. He says this at the very end. He says, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And I have come for those that are sinners. Jesus realizes that the heart of God is to reach people who are far from God. People who hold incorrect beliefs about God. People who live in ways that do not honor the ways of God. But how do you reach those people? By being unaccepting? By by standing at a distance, waving your finger in, in complete judgment? No, no, no. What does Jesus do? He gets among them. He welcomes them. He loves them. He spends time with them with the hope that this posture of welcome and acceptance will draw them towards his ways. You see, Jesus doesn't withhold love. He doesn't withhold his acceptance, nor does he water down his beliefs and convictions. You know what happens? If you keep reading the story, you realize that Levi, whose name actually later gets changed to Matthew, becomes a devout follower of Jesus. That as a result of being with Jesus, as a result of being accepted by Jesus, he he steps away from his old ways of being a tax collector, of, of ripping people off, and his life is transformed. Question, rhetorical question, could this have happened if Jesus would have responded in the same way that the religious leaders do, of being unwelcoming and and keeping their distance? Because heaven forbid we accept and, and hang out, because that may seem like we agree. You know, this encounter happened like 2,000 years ago, but unfortunately, these types of encounters continue to go on. They, they continue to take place in the churches where we think that, that we need to let people know what we believe and what we stand for. And I 100% agree. But what I don't agree with is by then not welcoming others, even those who may not believe what we believe. Even those who, who may live in a way that, that, that we would not agree with. Just because we don't agree, it doesn't give us permission to not accept. Over and over again, you see Jesus not watering down his beliefs or his convictions, nor does he withhold his love. You see, there's this, there's this reality we need to live in if we're going to walk the third way which says, just because I don't agree doesn't mean I don't accept. And, and just because I, I and, and what does that start to look like? 
And just because I accept you, it doesn't mean that I agree with everything you do. Most of us do this in life when it comes to family. I mean, think about it for a moment. There's probably a good chance that there's people in your family with whom you do not agree upon everything. It could be politics. It could be, it could be environment. It, it, could be, it could be even religious beliefs. You, you don't agree. Does that mean you don't welcome them into your home? Does that mean you don't accept them? There's, there's probably actually a really good chance that because of your acceptance and because of your love, that you're able to have these conversations and disagreements in a more healthful and healthy way. For me personally, I hold beliefs and convictions that are based on the teachings and example of Jesus. And I know that there are many, many people within our community that would not agree with me. Perhaps you watching online are, are in a place where, where you too wouldn't agree with some of the things that I believe. But that doesn't change the reality of what my posture needs to be towards you. That I'm not going to water down my beliefs. I'm going to share what I believe. I'm going to share when I disagree with something you may believe or, or something that you're doing in your life. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to welcome you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to accept you. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going to spend time with you. You see, here's a challenge. If if our focus is to bring Jesus to others, if our focus is to lead people to Jesus, how, how are we going to do that if we're not welcoming? If we're not, if we're not willing to, to step in some of those difficult places and to see the reality of who God has made them to be? You know, one of the challenges we face is we live in a more divided and hostile culture. And there's going to be disagreements around abortion, around maid, around war, around politics, around environment, around pluralism, around sex, around identity. And these are complicated times. And I'm not advocating for watering down your beliefs, nor am I saying that we have to distance ourselves from others. Actually, what we need to do is, is get in rooms together, be welcoming of one another, and then begin to have those conversations. That's exactly what Jesus did. He, he didn't keep at a distance. He rather stepped into people's lives, met them where they were at, but didn't want to leave them there. And so, and so let me ask you, when it comes to, to differences that you have with others, what, what would you say is your natural response? One of judgment, one of, one of anger, one of making sure that you publicly share how you disagree? I'm not sure that's the Jesus way. Or do you just kind of keep your distance? You just avoid, avoid, avoid. You, you just don't want to talk about it. Or, or, or do you find yourself in those awkward situations where you actually agree with others on, situ, on, on beliefs that you don't actually believe, but, but you just don't want to make a scene? You see, it's that tension of saying, how do I accept? How do I love? Yet still land in a place where we may not agree. You see, this is the Jesus way. Final thought, final thought. If someone is different from you, believes something different than you, lives in a way that, that is different than you, if you're a follower of Jesus, it does not give you permission to not love them or accept them or to distance yourself from them. That you need to treat them with dignity, and honor, 
Because you know what? They too, they too are made in the image of God. And if they matter to Jesus, they have to matter to us. On the flip side, if someone believes something different than you, do not jump to the conclusion that they've automatically rejected you. Maybe for some of you, you've kind of stayed away from church because you're like, well, they, they, they hold certain beliefs and they hold certain convictions and, and I would never be welcomed. I would never be loved. That's not true. As a church, we, we want to welcome people. We, 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 we hold to the reality that, that you can belong even before you believe. So what's our takeaway? Where do we land today? Two thoughts and then two practical steps of action. First one is this is that you are welcome, that you matter, that that no matter what you believe, no matter the choices that you make, the life you live, you matter to God and you matter to us. And so we want to welcome you. Are we going to get it perfect every time? No. Are we going to make mistakes? Absolutely not. But that's why we land on grace, Just, just landing at this place of saying, okay, how do we continue to walk with others? Well, you matter. The second thing is, that we follow Jesus, not, not the whims of culture, not, the, not, the, not the, the popularity of society, that we follow what he teaches. We follow what he asks of us. And so you're going to be welcomed, but we're also going to share what we believe, not, not because we want to wave our finger and, 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 and stand in judgment upon others, but because we believe that Jesus promised to offer the abundant life is found not just simply in what happens when you die, but rather in living with Jesus here, right now. You see, Jesus will meet you where you're at, but he's never, ever going to leave you there. It's not what he did with Levi. He, he met Levi where he was at, in, in a place where he was unwelcomed. In a, in, in a place where he thought he, he could never get close to God. And Jesus stepped into that place. But he didn't leave him there. Over the course of time, he would have challenged him and, and encouraged him and, and reminded him of, of the steps he needed to take. You see, transformation comes when we begin to submit our lives to Jesus. It's not just simply being welcomed, but rather recognizing our need for him. And so, And so what is it we can do? I want to leave you with two takeaways. The first one is a bit of a mental hook. For for me, what is helpful is when I'm trying to apply certain things to my life to to, to, to do something that that reminds me almost on a daily basis. And so when I think of posture, when I think of how do I have a culture of welcoming, what immediately comes to my mind are doorways. That you walk into people's homes and, and you see a welcome mat as you go in. Or if you're unwelcomed in someone's home, they will literally slam the door in your face. And so what if you did this? What if as you walk through doors this week, you just took a moment to say, hey, hey, what is my posture towards others? Am I welcoming? Am I loving? Or am I becoming too critical? Am I, am I stepping into places or into rooms where we're automatically just just the, just the body language is like, stay back from me. When you walk through a door, what is your posture? What is, that, what is that mental reminder for you? And the second one is a challenge. 
Every, every week during this fall series, we're going to talk about how do we get to know our community a little bit better. And so this week is not only a way to get to know our community a little bit better, but a way to put into practice this idea of how we can be welcoming, of how we can be accepting of others even if we don't agree. And so what do you do? What if you found someone this week? It might be a friend, might be a colleague, might be a family member with whom you disagreed with on whatever it might be. What if you just sat down with them, grabbed a coffee, grabbed a beer, grabbed what, what, whatever you wanted to grab and just had a conversation? Step into their space, talk to them, listen to them, ask them questions as to why they believe what they hold to and see where it begins to go. You see, so often we're, we're quick to tell others what we believe and not very quick to listen to what others have to say. And I know this, I know this is true in my life, is that when you give people the space to speak, when you give people the space to be listened to, suddenly some of the walls of hostility begin to go down. But it only begins when we take the posture of being welcoming and being accepting and being loving. Listen, listen. If we truly want to welcome all, it means that we accept even when we don't agree. And how do we do that? We step into a posture of love as Jesus has done for us. This week, this week, I believe there's going to be opportunities for you to put this into practice. Praying for you, cheering for you in terms of what God is going to do in your life and through your life for others. Let me pray before we conclude. So gracious God, thank you for this day. And just thank you again for these reminders of, of how we can practically live out our faith in you. Perhaps some of us, we need to just confess that, that maybe we have been too hostile towards others, that, that we're really only welcoming to those with whom we agree with or with whom we feel comfortable around. Would we open our doors? Would we open the hearts of our lives to be welcoming to those with whom we may disagree with whom we may not even understand. And in doing so, we can truly begin to show the love of Jesus. Perhaps for some of us, there's more of the tension of we're, we're good to go with the welcoming bit. We just kind of shy away from sharing our convictions. May you give us the courage to, to share what we believe, not in a judgmental way or an angry way, but in a way that just wants to point people to Jesus to a greater way of living. For this we ask, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And so now may the blessing of God the Father Almighty, the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the peace and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. Have a great, great rest of your week. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris.
It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parisprez.ca. Yes, that's right, parisprez, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.